You're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. All right, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. And what I love about this shift right now in the pandemic is is really we're being we're able to take this chance to really connect with others, maybe others that we don't normally get to connect with and what I wanted to do, especially for the next couple of episodes, is dive into all my amazing friends around the world to hear from them on what's happening on the ground. Because what I find is that what many times what people are doing in other places, we can learn from that and uh, change what we're doing at home. So I'm really excited because today I have a dear, dear friend and uh, she is so insightful. She's so lovely. And we were just saying just moments before this, how lovely it's been that through the pandemic, it's actually brought us closer and that we've had these nice longer conversations. So um, without further ado, I have Anna Yandrohovskaya, who's here from <laughs> Moscow. And I know, I know. Um, I'm so glad. <laughs> did I, sp- did I yes. start out your last name correctly this time? Perfect. Yeah. I know yes. you, you practiced. <laughs> all week. I practiced all week. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, okay, we can do this. Um, No. So first of all, Anna, thank you so much um, for taking the time to to talk with me. And I love, you know, we've had so many, you know, private conversations and just hearing from you what the day-to-day was like there. And uh, it just, to me, it was just so fascinating because I feel like so much of what we get, you know, we're in our own news silos in essence, you know, so in the US, we all hear about the US and then we get little bits from here and other places. So I love getting a chance to, to reach out to people and you just have a great story. And I think that's what's so excellent about today is today's your first day back at your hotel. Yes. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. But um, secondly, perfect. Yeah. So how are you? <laughs> Oh my God, it's uh, quite exciting. Um, we are still uh, today, even that I'm sitting now in the hotel and it was our first day after nearly three months of being locked down and uh, on quarantine. Today was the day when the whole team came to work and we had a medical uh, company that came to take analysis uh, from the team. Uh, to send them all to Siberia. Uh, this is the best uh, clinic in Russia, which uh, does uh, the analysis. And uh, to to understand who uh, had COVID-19, who didn't, and uh, so on. We had uh, uh, and bad experiences through the team. Uh, we had uh, somebody who lost uh, his uh, part of his family uh, due to COVID-19. Wow. So we had people who were also uh, had, how do you call it, disease, <laughs> how to call it correct. Um, but uh, yeah, so today we had uh, a big checkup of the whole team to understand where we are yes, and to understand what we will do. And also for uh, having these documents for a Russian um, uh, government uh, service which checks everything on restaurants hotels uh, everybody who's working with people like what what's the temperature inside so we could show them that what, what yeah. what's with us yeah 
So we're, we're getting ready. Um, officially now the quarantine is over. Uh, we have lots of rules, but uh, as I can see here in the streets, nobody is following the rules. And uh, everybody has to wear masks and gloves and so on, but it's very hot. It's 31 today in Moscow and in a big city that feels even more. So no, nobody is wearing all of this. It's interesting that you say that because here as well in Los Angeles, and as I'm seeing photos from other parts of the country, you know, you do have some people that are taking it very seriously. And then you have other places that you're like, nobody. Yeah, absolutely. You're ha- I'm like, you're having a pool party, drinking yeah. and like touching each other. Yeah. What? What is happening? Like it's, you know, and so it, it's interesting because we're seeing that really everywhere. And uh, what is also interesting that inside uh, the, the buildings, the restaurants and hotels, you have to uh, have one and a half meter uh, in between every distance. Ta- yeah, distance between every table and so on. But this rules doesn't go to the terraces. So Oh, so they don't <laughs> apply. So here, again, we have the same with for us, it's six feet uh, for social distancing. Uh, and now in Los Angeles, they've opened up restaurants for their patio area and now now inside. But interesting that they're you they're not as strict with the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Are, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So but I know we're gonna we're gonna keep talking yeah. about all this. And it, it, I love that we're we're starting with like, okay, so today is your first day back at work. Yeah. So but let's like go back a little bit um to, for like context. So like, what was the pandemic experience like where you are? Like, what what was it like um, um, in Moscow? And just as things started to, you know, come, come up on the news and it started to become big. And then, you know, what I call the snowball effect yeah. that everything started to shut down more and more and more. What was that like? So I remember when everything uh, just started, uh, most of the people were not believing in it. And uh, I remember, I think, New Year's uh, like Eve and Christmas celebrations uh, and everybody was looking at it somewhere far in China. And uh, nobody <laughs> never thought that this will uh, uh, happen to us. Then when it started coming over to uh, Moscow, uh, people were not believing. Some people who were, I guess, already somewhere forward, for, forward of the situation, they started wearing masks. And you could hear in the news that uh, other Moscovites were uh, like punching people who were wearing masks and saying, what are you putting panic into people? This is all not true, not real and uh, so on. So there were lots of uh, crazy stories happening in the underground to people who were wearing masks. And uh, day by day, uh, situation was changing. We, uh, there were lots of people who still couldn't take the, the, the situation, and as well as the government. But in one moment, before the government officially put us on quarantine, that was 28th of uh, March. So like Friday, I remember it, like on Friday, there were lots of people out in the streets. And the next day it was like in a movie and there was nobody. Like in one moment, everybody just understood that it's happening. And um, 
yeah, it was uh, it was uh, quite scary and crazy because people were thinking that they won't have any food and uh, the supermarkets were getting uh, they we didn't have any in Russian Russian people really like buckwheat. We uh, yeah, so you guys were out of buckwheat. Yeah. Wait, question. And toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. I was going to ask you. Toilet paper. Everybody. So yeah. everybody in the world was out of toilet paper in March. Okay. Yeah. We know now. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, we have several guests that started businesses uh, in the same moment. Like they had factories yeah. that were producing other uh, things, but they like quickly changed their uh, the direction of business and started producing toilet paper and now they're feeling very well. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. It's smart. It's smart. Yeah. Though, but my gosh, everybody everywhere with the toilet paper. Crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. very crazy. Yeah, so many mems and uh, and this buckwheat and toilet paper is, is like a, a, a symbol of 2020, I think, already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's interesting because I think for us, aside from the toilet paper, um, then we go through ups and downs where we have meat shortages and then everybody feels bad because they're, they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to eat meat. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm vegetarian, so I don't care. But I just laugh. I'm like, you'll be fine. There's plenty of other things to eat. We have avocados. We have beautiful fruit. Like yeah. uh, California produces most of the produce for the rest of the country and yeah. even parts of the world. So I'm like, we're okay. You'll be fine. Which is, yeah. it is interesting that there was this sort of like panic experience. To be honest myself, I was like, okay, I was the one who didn't believe that it would be a problem and like that we won't have any food and so on. But in one moment I'm like, okay, I need to get some tuna just in case. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah because in as it happened again because of people, not even because of the government, not because of yeah. uh, the. It was only people who had this effect of uh, uh, being a part of the sheep. Uh, how do we call it when there are lots of sheep? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like you're following the herd. Yeah, following, following the herd. Yeah, and uh, it's all because because of us. Let's say that uh, that it's just we were putting all the panic. The government every day was saying that there are no problems on the factories. We don't have any problem with any parts of the food. We don't have problems with with toilet Same. paper and so on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, then we had rules of. Um, uh, we had passes, so in case if I wanted to go out, I had mm -hmm. to register in a special system. Wow. And uh, we could go out uh, to the street only two times per week. So, um, and you always had to put, uh, put into the system, like, why are you going out? To go to the shop, to go to see the doctor, or like, you always had to put the Wow, that's crazy. And uh, this is also uh, the thing which uh, really uh, scares now everybody in Moscow because this, uh, this uh, system wasn't appeared in St. Petersburg. And uh, like all Moscovites are now like feeling that they're database, database and uh, like it's uh, even more scary as <laughs> it was before with all these uh, targeting things that Instagram hears you and so on and so on. Yeah, no, it totally. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a bit uh, crazy because we were all put uh, into this position. 
if some people didn't have any problem with uh, passes, if uh, they were uh, working, if their work wasn't uh, in, um, if their profession wasn't in the list of essential businesses. Yeah. 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 yeah essential businesses. Yeah. So, um, Lots of hotels closed. Yeah. Uh, some like small, uh, we have some hotels like nice uh, design, small design hotel that closed on 14th of March. Oh, wow. Which was very wise. Yes. No, very wise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because only on the 28th, like uh, we had officially the quarantine. Uh, some big hotels, five-star hotels. I know one uh, was uh, uh, closed for like, conservated oh, okay. hotel okay yeah so until uh, july okay most of the hotels didn't close mm-hmm. most of the stuff like all the famous five-star hotels they didn't close as well as ours mm-hmm. small boutique hotel um but uh, mostly all the stuff was sent to unpaid vacation mm-hmm. and uh, still is oh. and we will still be so like until the end of June, uh, we are all on unpaid vacation, but we already start to work and to do something to bring back guests. and Which so- is incredible. Yeah. And you mentioned that the other day and I was like, that's, that's just incredible that, that, you know, because it just shows you not just the work ethic, but I think it's just like the, you know, it's like your, your work is your, your, family in essence and then it's an extension and it and it's committed to that even if you're like okay we're not getting paid right now but we will get paid and so it's important for me to be here now so that we can make sure that we get paid moving forward yeah that's uh, that's absolutely what's happening with the whole team the only people like if to put as an example uh my hotel we are paying only to the staff uh, like reception and uh, concierge team, mm-hmm. uh, our bellboys, but all everybody. But there is one thing that working their pools, we wanted to keep them work. Uh, and we understand that our staff is uh, the main thing because when we will be back and if we won't have this quality stuff in our beautiful design place, then this won't work. So for us, it was the first thing to keep them yeah. and uh, keep them okay. And uh, we um, uh, made trainings for bellboys and for the concierges of our hotel system. So they could also do check-in, check-outs. So this was the first thing that, our, um, that we did to our staff. So everybody passed trainings to, for the reception. So uh, we have uh, uh, one person working per shift that can do and the concierge thing and the reception yeah 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 so no makes sense we they share days so one person per day and it's okay like we have uh, seven members and uh, they work one two times uh, three times per week because of night shifts they also do night shifts so if concierges didn't do night shifts before now they also do it. Now they do. Wow. Yeah. This way, like we are keeping floating. But for us, for all the management team, it's that's the thing. Like we will start get paid. And the thing is that the government said that, okay, small businesses, we will give you um, credits so like with zero percent 
and yeah. uh, you can take this credit and pay your staff salaries. But this was announced all the time, ever from every uh, from every speaker of the town. But this is also not true. Like we applied for this system, and they're saying that you could do that only if you have the code, blah blah. And it's again not the code that we have or that you have. Yeah, or other or other even big hotels. Yeah, because we are private owned a small hotel but the same thing is happening with famous international brands which are our neighbors yeah so now people are just like uh, who are from hospitality like myself and uh, our colleagues with you uh, all the concierges and so on i know some people lost their jobs mm-hmm. like the the hotel asked them to leave Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I know that big hotels like with 300 rooms and so on they were firing like around 100 people yeah but the others they understand that if they want to continue doing what they're doing working on hospitality they need to to work for it uh, until the property will make money wow yeah and the thing is that I know that in European and maybe even American systems uh, businesses have this rule when you uh, have to show to the government that you have also like a pillow of money that you can use in case of. In Russia, we didn't have that rule. Ah, Now, I guess that uh, this will also change because in Russia, the business is uh, built like um, your product needs to produce money. You need to pay to your stuff. Uh, you need to have be in plus, yeah, yeah. Pay to the government the taxes and so on. Interesting because I don't know that we have that system in the United States, but I mean because also we're seeing a lot of businesses go out of business because it costs so much to run the business that stopping it, yeah, they they can't even pay for the building, and they're moving out of their buildings. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's been crazy. Yeah. So wait, so I um, wanted to hear, because I know, um, you know, we're talking, obviously we're, we're talking about the, the business side of things. So things closed down and same for here, obviously things closed down. And even if in my case, for example, the hotel has stayed open, but I haven't worked. The same with me. Yeah. Yeah. And so the same with you. So what helpful things were you doing while the hotel was closed? You know, because all of a sudden we go, you and I are the same. We work, work, work. Yeah. And so much. And then all of a sudden that part was taken away from us. And so there was a bit of a, you know, a shift that we had to make. Yeah. What was that like for you? So um, the first thing that we started, because really um, it was difficult to imagine how, how long it will be. When will it finish? And uh, so on so it was it was this moment when we started living and actually this is how we live even now even that i'm sitting not home i'm sitting in the hotel and i can see that life is back to town uh people are now living in the present moment so in the present moment then we started first from a project called cooking with moss oh when we started asking our uh, chefs, Moscow famous chefs from like hippest restaurants, 
and uh, our favorite places where we usually send guests. And we started doing uh, rice heaps uh, for our guests mm -hmm. and uh, starting doing this uh, channel. It was very fun because we started uh, creating like uh, real TV programs with music, with uh, animated and so on. So it was actually from this moment, it took... Um, we finally did what we always wanted, uh -huh. but we really didn't have time. Like for us here, we are working in a, we are a boutique hotel and we are the first proper boutique hotel in Russia that opened like three years ago. And uh, uh, the thing is that here people don't really understand what is a boutique hotel. So the second thing after Cooking with Moss, we did a very cool educational video about the history of boutique hotels and it was also followed up with very cool music with a very cool vibe of history of uh, 80s new york uh, jan schrager yeah um, yeah with all these uh, cool things and london with the cinematic uh, <laughs> actress that opened the first boutique hotel and we started like we showed our product through the history of how boutique hotels appeared in different parts of the world and how it appeared that. in Moscow. And it was crazy because our guests were like, wow, I didn't know that. This is so cool. And uh, as well as colleagues, because of course, everybody's watching um, us as well. We are uh, a bit, what is good in the boutique hotel and because we are still there are no other boutique hotels in Russia. Um, you, can, um, you can have fun. Yes. You can create. And when you're a private-owned hotel, yeah, you can uh, give emotions. Yes. Like you can put, uh, I don't know, a leopard uh, a rope uh, uh, instead of a white one and give a guest a smile and so on. Like you can, you can have fun and guests can also like, yeah, get some new things. So, uh, it was very cool. Uh, I'm very proud of this uh, video because it has lots of uh, good feedbacks and people were commenting and sharing and so on. So, uh, and after which I we got in, uh, invited uh, to um, do webinars about hospitality, about uh, modern luxury. Oh, that's great. And we did several webinars. We did one for Moscow uh, Cinema. Like it's it's a society that combines all Russian, Moscow cinemas. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, because they're also working with people. This is what I like, that business started looking how to integrate uh, hospitality. Yeah. Like classic hotel hospitality into their businesses. Well, I think they realize that, you know, they realize these businesses are realizing the importance of hospitality. And especially now, because we've been forced to stay apart for so long, but as yeah. we're coming back together, it's like, oh, it's understanding that human element. No, so for us, we work in hospitality, so it's very natural for us. Yeah. But I think for these other businesses, you know, they're really wanting, they, they value the importance of that. 
So it's, it's been cool to see that. Yeah. Um, so what do you, for, for those, you know, whether it's, whether it's concierge, whether it's other people in hospitality, you know, you're starting to come back. Obviously there are changes. You even mentioned how even like roles have slightly changed. You know, there has, there's almost this like sort of flexibility that you have to have. So what would you say um, is what hoteliers should consider how they can stay relevant moving forward. Yeah, the the, the first uh, thing is uh, to take the initiative to the hand to your hands, because like even if to put uh, myself as an example, I was working upon requests. So all my life I was always open, and I always had lots of work, but still. I was always the one who is standing and guests are coming, sending requests, calling and so on. Yeah. So I was waiting for the guest to ask me for something and I would act. Now I advise to change this and to put the initiative into your hands and to maybe, I don't know, think of uh, some cool things that you could organize, put them in the list, talk about them in put them in the rooms, uh, uh, when you're greeting the guests, uh, like to, to, to be proactive, be proactive. Yeah. This is very important and this works like even, uh, throughout the, the quarantine, like I think that quarantine, the first thing that comes to me when I'm thinking about this moment, I was always creating something. I was always in Zooms, in creative sessions. We were always thinking of something incredible, like writing, producing. And um, mm-hmm. uh, it works, like, because we, um, at the end, like, started giving this ideas to guests. And they're like, oh, yeah, I want it. And especially... I love that. Especially now, because guests are very bo- uh, bored of, of sitting home they need emotions mm-hmm. and also my first uh, advice to all um, concierges and people who are working in hospitality and this is what I always say to my team uh, to feel themselves as if they are the owner of the hotel this feeling very helps like when you're not thinking that you're working for the hotel um, and uh, this is very important to understand that this is yours, like this is your table, this is your lobby, this is your door, because then this is your hotel, exactly. This is your hotel, and if you will understand that you are the host, that you've spent every penny on this beautiful design, and uh, um, be in the know of why this is here and if like until the moment if if you see that the pillow doesn't uh, uh, lie right you have to put it beautifully and pump it up to fix the pillow pillow. yeah this is how you need to feel in your hotel not just to come and do what what you were supposed to do when you were uh, being hired yeah so to feel yourself as the owner of the hotel and then this will give the this conscious hospitality feeling. Uh, so be initiative, initiative to be the, uh, the owner and uh, to think of uh, unique experiences. 
I love that. And you, I think this is just so perfect. You're ending this on such a high note because, you know, it is about being proactive. It is about taking your time. I love what you said uh, because especially in the service industry, so often we do, our day is almost dictated by the re requests that come in. And, you know, on one hand, that's cool because no day is the same yeah. and you don't know what you're going to get. But on the other hand, in a situation like this, where you take out the guest requests, that makes sense because I've looked around and I've seen so many colleagues struggle with this moment. And that's because they're used to not necessarily being the driving force, but having somebody almost sort of guide them. So now it's taking that shift and, oh, I need to construct my day. So if I, you know, need to, if this is interesting, I need to make a point to go on this Zoom to learn about this topic, or I need to do this, or, you know, it would be cool to do a creative video Absolutely. and to come up with that. I love, and I've seen, by the way, some of the videos that, uh, that your hotels put together, the Moss Hotel, and it's fantastic. So a big kudos to you and the team, because I know so much goes into that. But like you said, you know, you've been able to take this creativity and I think it's those people, you know, businesses as well as individuals that really have taken the time to get creative right now, mm -hmm. you know, in the, mm -hmm. in the slower time. I think we're going to see those businesses and those people do well moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we also did uh, a very, um, you, uh, we already passed that thing, but just to add, because I'm very, very happy that we did it. And I think that I really want to keep this uh, tradition when we will be back to the hotel. I loved doing Instagram lives from uh, like we, yes, yeah, we did Masa speaking with uh, me, with uh, the chef concierge, Anna Jędrzejowska, and we were inviting all the time different speakers who are our guests or who are mm -hmm. our partners or colleagues. So we, will, mm -hmm. we were introducing to our audience how does like Moss yeah, look like. So we had yeah. very cool conversations with the people from art, from uh, the famous perfumers. Uh, we had Tom Wolf, the last one. And I, yes. I think that this is what a hotel is. I, I really feel that a hotel is, and uh, we are the ambassadors uh, of the culture and uh, our people, our staff and uh, our guests, this is what we are. And I really love it. And I want to, to continue doing that, but from the hotel lobby and like doing these bridges. Yeah. All that, yeah, like this time showed us that we don't have any borders. Exactly. That even that we are in different countries with different political things. We don't have borders. We don't have time differences. We are able to do whatever you want project with whoever in Tasmania or in LA. Yeah. And uh, I, I love this feeling. I don't understand. It's simple, like two times two, but we never took it so. No, I know. You're right. We didn't come to it. So like these things are, are very inspiring and I'm having goosebumps that <laughs> like this time showed, showed, uh, showed us th these advantages, these possibilities. I love that you said that. You're right. It's such a special time. And how cool it will be like to, 
to do it next time, yeah, I will wear my uniform, you will wear your uniform, you will sit in your lobby, I will sit in my lobby, we'll make nice uh, experience and share things going on. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's super cool. It is. Without sitting at home. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. It is, <laughs> it's so cool. Just, it, you're right. It just, it, it took away the borders and we've, we've just connected on a completely different level, which I love. I know we talked about that at the beginning and we're talking about that now. So it's, it really seems yeah. to be the theme of, of the time. So Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, Anna, thank you so much. This has been such a great, great, uh, just a chat. First of all, I love the way that you think and your outlook on things. You know, you're so positive and you just, you, you figure out a way to make the best of the situation, which is you and I think alike in, in that. But I also just love how, you know, you were able to share just a slice of life of what it was like there as well too because again i think all too often people are at home and or maybe they're coming back to work or this but they're like oh it's just me or this was my my situation but i think it once we hear what's happening in other places it kind of makes us all feel better because we were all in it together all of us not even just everybody in our country but everybody mm-hmm. everywhere across the world so this was definitely a special time. So thank you so very much. I really thank appreciate you. today's conversation. Um, and for those that are listening, I will be sure to uh, put Anna's details. So if you are going to Moscow, you will absolutely have to check out her hotel. I'll also put her Instagram handle so you can see all of her her beautiful photos um, because you do have stunning photos, by the way. You, your aesthetic is <laughs> gorgeous. Um, so great. So again, thank you so much. And again, for those that are tuning in, stay tuned till next week. Um, and until then, stay safe, stay happy, and dream about happy travels. <laughs> Yay!